time for your love coach. Let's find out if you're ready for love. Here's your marvelous host, Nikki Lee. Hello, and welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nikki Lee. Today, we are going to talk about how great sex can transform your life. Now, you may be a little skeptical, and I understand that. I understand that. But by the end of the hour, we're going to convince you that great sex is not only going to make you happy in the bedroom, but it can transform all aspects of your life. Now, I've been talking about this lately in some of the other shows, and we've, we've kind of hinted at different areas of your life that can be transformed and how it can be improved by you improving your sex life and your attitude about sex. But now today we're going to delve a whole lot deeper into that topic. And I've got a guest all the way from Australia to help me explain this in more detail. So, y'all, I'm very happy to have you with me today. And we are just, we are just going to delve into this topic deeper than I have a feeling any of my listeners have heard this topic talked about before. So it's awesome to have you with me today. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And, you and know, as we like to say in India, in India, your pleasure is my pleasure, madam. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> just, you know what? We're just, we're just going to have lots of pleasure and we're going to share lots of pleasure today. How about that? Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. Let me tell you guys a little bit about my guest. He is a sexuality expert and a human potential coach. I saw that and I'm like, awesome. That is a fantastic way to start this. Mm. Now, his business is Intimate Power, and he helps business people use their mojo, their sexual energy, to unleash their full potential. Now, think about that. We're going to use sexual energy to unleash your potential. Keep that in mind. Once you learn to love and accept yourselves, now where have you all heard that before? You're going to be able to express your higher gifts, help more people, and make more money. He's the author of Orgasm Unleashed, Your Guide to Pleasure, Healing, and Power. An orgasm guide for women has been endorsed by sexuality industry leaders such as Layla Martin and Bonnie Bliss. He also publishes blogs and online programs and holds coaching sessions, public talks, and weekend workshops. I've got a copy of that, and I've started delving into it and looking at it, and it's got some incredible topics in it. So we're going we're gonna to try to find some time to talk about some of the details. And just if we don't, there's going to be a link to it on the show page so y'all can get some more details about that too. I got an email talking about a program that you were doing, and I said, you know, this is somebody I've got to have on the show. We just, we've got to delve into this because I saw about you know learning to love and accept yourself, which anybody that's listened to my show once knows that that is one of my pet topics I love to talk about and I love to help people to understand more about. And I love helping people understand because, I mean, I've experienced so much myself that changing your attitude about sex and intimacy has such sweeping, transforming power over your life completely. And I don't think people, for the most part, understand that. How did you realize that? I mean, is there an easy way to kind of explain that to the listeners to kind of give us kind of a starting point for this discussion? Yeah, I want to I want to preframe and say that that you know, it's like I'm I am a man and I talk a lot about female sexuality and 
I guess that some women are sick and tired of uh, men who think that they know what they're talking about in regards to women and sex. Is that uh, something you can relate with, relate to? I think there have been times in life where I felt that way, but I've, I've met more men who are really putting effort into understanding. Yeah. And so, that, I, so that sexual resonance, we might get into that later, but, but there's, a yeah. general, there's a general thing that women are tired of men telling them, you know, it's like what to do and, and how to feel and what it is to be a woman and so on. So I, I just want to add. I don't think it's so much the, the being told how to feel, but I think mm-hmm. it's men that want to connect with women and want, mm-hmm. to, want to understand. I think that's yeah. more what I'm getting from, from more men. It's yeah, not I'm, I'm happy, what I'm I happy feel, wanting to uh, understand what I feel. How about that? Yeah, I'm happy you have a positive attitude towards that, and that's, that's a good thing. Uh, I, I uh, often get attacked on social media because I'm a man who talks about female sexuality. So I, I can so see how they, that could be a problem. Yeah, so they say, how dare a man talk about this? So I just, just want to you know, address mm-hmm. that. I, I like to address the elephant you know, in the room first. Um, well, and just to say that... I to talk to men about their sexuality, though. Could be the same problem, but, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very similar, you know. So, so I wanna I wanna address that and say that that I have been doing this all my life, and I've published a um, let's say mini best-selling book that's been endorsed by women. So many women sexual educators endorse me and my work. So you know, listen with an open mind. And uh, I'm not trying to sugarcoat things. I'm going to say things as as they are, and I understand Nikki that's your uh, that's your attitude as well. So um, to answer your question, how did I get to this? realization of, of the connection between sexuality and life is that in some ways I've been doing this all my life. I've been interested in not just having sex with women, which I, I love very much, but, but also in healing them and empowering them and understanding them. I got into, into Tantra, into really uh, traditional Tantra around 2005. Uh, tantra is not just about sex, by the way. It's about uh, maybe 5% of Tantric studies are sex. But yeah, I was living in an alternative community, conscious community on a tropical island. And yes, I had a lot of sexual practices and a lot of sexual experiences. And I started to see how both for me and for my lovers, it wasn't just about the sex. It was about how me and them uh, felt afterwards. And also I kept in touch with them over email and social media and, and stuff. And they told me that, that, you know, months later and sometimes years later, they would look back and they would see the they would see the influence of those sexual experiences on their life. Right. Um, and I would, I would, you know, it's like, you know, t- consider, consider two scenarios. One of them is a woman who has pain during sex, hardly ever has sex or has shitty sex. I don't know which one of them is, is worse, by the way, not having sex or having bad sex. But anyway, the sex is not, you know, working very well, uh, doesn't love her body, is not connected to her femininity, constantly in her, in her head, doesn't connect to her body, can never orgasm or can hardly ever orgasm, or she has this kind of orgasms wh- which are very depleting and very unsatisfying that we can get into later. You know, so when such a woman goes, goes out of the house, uh, first of all, goes out of the bedroom, how does she interact with her kids? How does she interact with her girlfriends? How does she interact with, how does she go about her studies? How does she go about her career and her job and her business? Uh, how does that affect your creativity? Okay, so so the idea is that that when you have issues like that, it affects everything. 
Yes. So I, I have I have clients who come to me for for coaching sessions over Skype and phone, and and they say, oh, my life is great. I only have a problem with my sexuality. And after a few minutes of of discussing where they are in life, we see that actually the sexuality and the sexual issues have huge effect over their 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 life, and they're not where they want to be in life, and they are suffering from stress and eating disorders and obsessive either addictions or just general activities. It can even be exercise, you know, it's like, and they're, they're lacking a deep level of fulfillment and meaning and joy in their life because they're not connected to their sexuality. Does that uh, make sense, Nikki? Yeah, it does. It makes a lot hmm. of sense. So, so consider another, another scenario, you know, so, so those women start to, to follow my, my guidance and the practices that I suggest and it's like doing the work and it's not about you know two tips that would transform your life there's a lot of things that you can be doing and you can be spending you know half an hour an hour sometimes two hours a day doing these practices if you wish you can you can start with 10 minutes consider after working on this for a while becoming deeply 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 orgasmic experiencing this amazing orgasms that last for 10 20 minutes sometimes an hour after which you don't feel depleted, but you feel charged. So it's a combination of feeling relaxed and peaceful and also charged. Feeling a deep connection with yourself, a deep, deep connection with your partner, a deep connection with life and, and love, a deep connection with your creativity, with your femininity, with, with God, and whatever, whatever that means for you. So again, how would that affect who you are as a partner and as a lover? How would it affect how you are as a sister or as a parent, how would that affect uh, how how you create and how you move around the world? Exactly. Now, how would you talk? How would you walk? How would you work? How would you serve? How would you interact with bosses, uh, colleagues, peers, uh, and clients, or, or with the employees, subordinates? Right. You know? So, so does that make sense? That that once you deal with this part of your life, everything else improves. Yeah, it does. Well, you know, and I don't, I don't think I really had ever realized that before I started doing all of this coaching training and started mm. noticing so many changes in myself and my perspective, mm. you know, because mm. you, you get, well, and I, I just talked about this last week as far as, well, a couple of weeks ago, as far as getting into a rut and, you know, you, you get into a certain mindset and you and you just don't notice certain things. You don't notice that you're you're in a rut. You get can there. I, can I invite you to say I? By the way, can I invite you to say I? So instead of saying you don't notice that you are in a rut, where you're talking about me? No, no, no. Okay. Can you <laughs> we, say we don't I notice you're in a rut. You're in a rut. Sorry, not you personally. Not you. <laughs> so you, you mean you you mean to say I? I'm on the right. I Nikki am on the right, right, right. Sometimes. I don't know you well enough to say if you are, so yeah, you're right. <laughs> we don't notice if we are. How about that? <laughs> we means you and me. we means you and me. So one of the things, one of the things that uh, you know, I'm kind of like this is this is something that I do in my in my coaching and generally like in in workshop at workshops and so on because what you just said is a is a really good example of people externalizing how they feel and what they're going to both the good and the bad. Right. Okay. So when somebody is saying, oh, when you are going through a rut, they are, they're not feeling the pain of being in a rut. But if, for example, you right now <laughs> will be saying, I'm going through a rut, right. I'm feeling like shit, suddenly it's like you allow yourself to feel what you're actually avoiding feeling, and you're actually um, taking ownership of 
both over feeling it and also over having the power to change it. Well, and that's something I mention on here so often too is is we have the power to change our circumstances. But in order to do that, we have to acknowledge there is a problem and that we're tired of it, that we want yeah. to make a change. So once we acknowledge there's a problem, then we're in a position to start making changes. And we have to understand there is there can be something better. That's that's one of the big reasons I want to do this show. And like I said, to to help the listeners to understand that well, and I think so many times, too, people, you know, like you're, you'll be in the checkout line at the grocery store and you'll see, like, the latest Cosmo, you know, and it's talking about, you know, 20 ways to more orgasms. And they're like, well, whoop you do When I'm in the grocery store. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> when whoever's in the grocery store. But, yeah, you know, when, yeah. when anyone sees the, the magazine there at the grocery store and, and it's, yeah. it's talking about whatever and... and some person is looking at that and they're saying, well, that, that's, that only applies in the bedroom. Okay, but they're not thinking the big picture that if, if you're happier sexually, that's going to have other impacts on your life. You know, it's yeah. not just going to make you happier in the bedroom. You know, there's so many yeah. other ways it's going to impact your life. That's what I want people to understand through this show today. That's the goal for today. Yeah, and, and it's like, I would say that usually people, and, and by the way, <laughs> I do allow myself to use third body, how do you call it? Third person, yeah, third person, because I do uh, talk <laughs> about, uh, yeah. You know, I can talk about my own, I had the whole journey with that, but obviously I, I've, I've been doing this all my life, so, so I'm not dealing with, with some of the issues that I, that I talk about. But yeah, it's like, there is in society generally there's a separation between things. People people put things into boxes. Okay, there's a there's a tendency to try to label things and to separate things. And by the way, that's very much the masculine. If you want to talk about polarities, okay. the feminine connects. The, the the masculine separates. The masculine defines and put things into boxes. Okay, so okay. if if you believe the mind body connection, you understand that whatever's going in your mind, whatever, whatever issues that you have, even psychologically, affect your, your body. Uh, there's another idea that everything is connected to everything, which is a little bit of a new age idea. But, but Tantra has been talking about this for 5,000 years. Okay, that one of the meanings of Tantra is a web or warp, uh, like the World Wide Web, okay. but energetically. So everything is connected to everything, and every part of your life is connected to the, any other part of your life. And also, if you know the, the, I'm kind of like using a lot of cliches, but cliches are cliches because they've been they've been said so many times because they are true most of the time. Okay. okay. So so how you do anything is how you do everything. Okay. So if you look at if you look at your sex, uh, uh, not you uh, personally, but you who is who's listening, <laughs> how is your not not you, Nikki, but the person who's listening? How is your the way you do sex related to the way that that you do life? That the way that you you do your job, that the way that you raise your kids, you know, is it stressed and harsh and and disconnected and and you know maybe even painful, or is it blissful and you have the, you take the time for yourself, your partner takes the time, and there's no rushing, uh, but there's also you know both passion and and peace, right? Because okay? because most people think about sex as this you know race to the finish race to the finish line, both for the men and for the woman. People want to come. People want right. to finish. People want to peak. 
And is this something that, that exists in your life as well? Are you constantly striving towards getting somewhere instead of stopping and smelling the flowers? Too, too much worrying about the destination and not enjoying the journey to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah, I, I tell people, enjoy the journey, people. Enjoy the journey and the destination, not just, you know, getting there. But yeah. agreed. Can I, can, I, can I give a practical? I really like to be practical. It's like I love philosophizing. Of I'm like the, like the philosopher of sex in some ways. But, uh, <laughs> Ooh, a philosopher but, of sex. I like that. Sure, certainly. Um, but, but I'm also a very, I'm also, you know, a very practical person, so I just want to give a, a practical tip to help the listeners to actually do and follow the, the, the idea of smelling the flowers? <laughs> Certainly. Go ahead. Um, so one of the things that you can, you can explore is generally when you're having sex, practice a secret, amazing, um, profound, advanced sex technique. Do you know what that is, Nikki? No. Tell me. It's called uh, the pause. Okay. And the pause means that every few minutes or every time you change position or every time you feel like it or every time there's a lot of energy or feeling or every time you feel too close to, to coming or whatever, just pause. Okay. Just let go of all actions and all, you know, penetration, friction, pounding, um, all of that stuff, squeezing, twisting, kissing, whatever. Just look at each other's eyes. Ah, like Okay. And I promise you that many people who are listening have never done that in, in 10, 20, 30, and sometimes 40 years of making love. Of okay. Okay, I know that because I talk with these people. I know. Okay. So, and the pause is something that you do when you make out and when you have foreplay. The pause is something that you do when you make love. The pause is something that you can do while you're jogging okay if you if anybody's jogging you know that you're getting into the zone and then you are in a kind of a pause from your mind right and this is something that you can do when you eat you know so if, especially if people have uh, issues with eating and overeating and so on take a few bites and just pause and just just wait a minute or two um and i don't know if you mentioned it earlier but the work that i do is is not just about sex and sexuality, but it's about unleashing your full potential and about being the person that you are you're born to be, about expressing your gifts, about helping other people. So this is how sexual practices go out of the bedroom and start to um, impact and transform your whole life. Exactly. Very true. Well, and, and you know, it, there there are other benefits. I don't know if you want to get into this, but there's other benefits too when you when you kind of pause the activities when you're making mm-hmm. love too. Mm-hmm. That will help to um, let's see, how shall we say, help extend your love making. Also, do you want to get into that at all? Yeah, totally, totally. You know, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's always a question. How we, how do I condense? Uh, you know, not not that I'm telling men anything about like how to how to have sex or anything, but <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Okay, we can we can go there. So, so one of the things with the pause, by the way, there's this other aspect to it. It also like heals sexual drama and allows you to experience multiple orgasms and and 
uh, healing for, for on many, many levels and deepening the love aspect and not just the passion aspect and allowing you to relax, allowing your parasympathetic uh, nervous system to, to take, take charge so you're not in the fight, flight, freeze response. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things there, you know, so I'm not, I'm not being facetious when I say the pause is one of the most important uh, sex tips that you'll ever hear. What you hinted upon is the idea of lasting longer. Um, and, you know, it's like many men would say, oh, I don't have an issue with premature ejaculation. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. So premature ejaculation in science is, is um, defined as lasting for less than one minute from the point of moment of penetration to the moment of ejaculation. Okay, so according to that, anybody who lasts more than one minute does not have premature ejaculation. However, the the average in the West from the point of penetration to the point of ejaculation is 5.4 minutes. Ooh, okay. Yes. You know, so, so what I'm asking is, is this the best that we can do for ourselves and for our partners? 5.4 effing minutes of penetration. Okay, I don't, I don't personally think that's very, that's very satisfying. You know, that's... I think we oh, should go for more personally, but... Yeah, that's... That, that's, not, that's not really long enough, first of all, on the physical level to reach really, really deep orgasms, both for the man and for the woman. And by the way, I'm very hetero in my, in my uh, language. Please make the, the translations as you need, just, just because my own experience is hetero. Um, so let's say for both partners, it's not enough time to reach um, deep orgasms, but also it's about the connection and, and the love that is built through penetration, because penetration has a very, very special energy that you don't have when you don't have penetration. So on the, on the physiological level, on the orgasm level, on the, on the love level, and also on the spiritual practice level, because conscious sex and tantric sex can be a spiritual practice. Okay, so, so I would say that, I would say I, the way that I define premature ejaculation is coming before both you and your partner choose Oh, that's an interesting definition. I like that. Okay. So you can be lasting for an hour, but if then suddenly you slip, I'm talking to the man here, you last for an hour, which is great, but then you slip and you go into an ejaculation that you didn't plan, that's premature ejaculation. Okay? So I teach men to be in total control of their ejaculation. Yes, it means that sometimes they need to pause. Yes, it means that sometimes they need to pull out. Yes, it means that sometimes maybe they don't even penetrate. But they're in control over their body. They're aware of their body instead of their body controlling them. Okay. So, so many people have a very disjointed, um, disjointed approach to ejaculation control. And I have a five-step model, a very, very simple five-step model that allows men to understand why they're doing it, which is which is a whole, you know, uh, section by itself. Um, I talk for 40 minutes, 45 minutes about the why in, in the program. And then there's, there's the how, how to do and uh, what to do and how to do it as well. Okay. Right. So, yeah, and again, the pausing is important, but it's not just the pausing. But the fourth step of the model is move, which is, which is it's important to move the sexual energy uh, also known as channeling, channeling the sexual energy, circulating the sexual energy. And you start by circulating it in your body, but then you continue with circulating it into your 
mission, into your creativity, into into whatever roles you play in life outside the bedroom. Right. Okay. Interesting. Well, and I'll I'll just I'll just put out there that that building up and pausing and building up and pausing also works for women to help to intensify orgasms. Also, just totally. Kinda, it, totally. It works for men and it works for women too. So just just something to consider. Well, so and by by the way, for the men who are interested, uh, there's a there's a free version of the program. I think it's ejaculationcontrolprogram.com. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna check the link later, but. Uh, but but on on the website intimatepower.com there's a there's you'll find links there to the to the program and I would say that that even people who've watched those those free videos have managed to last longer and to bring their their partners into orgasm and stuff so into, into multiple orgasms obviously and yeah I can I can relate to what you said about the women if if you wish and talk about about the two major different kinds of orgasms for women. Yeah, do that because, like I said, it it does. I mean, it it may be something that that women haven't experimented with or tried, or or even with their partners or or just themselves. And it yeah. it can make a difference and intensify their orgasms. And it, yeah. it's worth experimenting with. It really is. Yes. So generally, there's two major kind of orgasms. So you know, I think Freud talked about the clitoral and the vaginal. I have a I have a different way of describing it. Okay. Um, which is because, you know, many people are enraged and they say, it's like, oh, don't, you know, don't disrespect the clit. There's no problem with the clit. And I agree, there's no problem with the clit. The, 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 the issue is, or the point is, what do you do with it? So, there, so there's one kind of orgasm that um, usually comes from clitoral stimulation, but not just. And if after the, the orgasm is usually short and sharp, so the, the, the pleasure feels very sharp, and immediately there's a, there's a very sharp decline of pleasure, arousal, desire, and also connection with your partner. And also there's a feeling of hypersensitivity in, in, your, in your clit or generally in your genitals or even in your body, kind of sure. like lay off my clit now or don't even touch me. Exactly. I literally talk with women who, who cannot cuddle afterwards because they feel literally this, this uh, electric, not in a good way, kind of like zzz, like nearly, how do you say this, when two magnets, rep- yeah, rep- repulsion, you know, it's like, they go and they take a shower, they wash themselves, they, they feel like they're done. So the feeling in the body is done. Okay? Okay. Um, and this, the, the feeling of satisfaction is not really deep, you know, so, so yes, great, you have an orgasm, but it doesn't feel nourishing, it doesn't feel deeply satisfying, and I actually talk with many women who afterwards you know, cry or feel a bit moody and maybe depressed either for a few minutes or for a few hours and sometimes for a few days. Really? I, I talk with a lot of people about this. Okay? Wow, okay. Uh, that's kind of like the, the, the first question I ask anybody on a, on a coaching call, just to understand where they are, is what's your orgasmic experience? And, and so many women uh, uh, share with me this, this thing. You know, so there's, it's anything from a few seconds to a few days. Of feeling, uh, and you know, and even if you just feel it for a few minutes, you know, some women can have those orgasms, you know, ten in a row, and they think that they're multi-orgasmic. But the thing is, they keep peaking and dropping, peaking and dropping, peaking and dropping. Okay, right. so so the telltale sign is that if your clit or if your vagina became hypersensitive, that probably means that you have this this orgasm, which I call the explosive orgasm. Explosive sounds very good. Okay, right. it's like. But in the way that I use this word, it means that an explosion 
means that you had something and it, it, it got lost, it got dispersed. Hmm, okay. okay. The other kind of, of, um, of orgasm is called an implosive orgasm. Implosive um, usually means internal, but not only, you know, because men can have implosive and explosive orgasms as well. And that means that the pleasure takes longer to build, but then it also takes longer to unfold and longer to disperse. Okay, so it will take you some, a bit more time to build into this kind of orgasm, but then you can stay on what I call an orgasmic state rather than an orgasmic peak. Okay. And then you can, you can go into experiences um, of, of having an orgasm for 10 minutes or for 20 minutes and sometimes for an hour. And those experiences feel different. You know, physically, by the way, the pleasure is less sharp. It's more round. And it is, it is pleasurable in a different way. And most women would agree it's more pleasurable. Uh, on an emotional level, there's, there's a feeling of fullness. There's a feeling of satisfaction. There's a feeling of connection to yourself, your partner, and the universe or God or whatever you want to call that. Uh, it's a whole body experience rather than a genital-focused experience. Definitely. It's a, con- it's a continuous experience which is effortless, okay? With the first kind of orgasms, I see women push towards the orgasm. Okay, I can listen to a woman masturbating, you know, which I do sometimes. I, I, I guide women in self-pleasuring through phone and Skype and stuff. So I would hear somebody and I would, I would know which kind of uh, uh, orgasm they are building towards, okay? Because I would hear the effort in their voice. Well, that's interesting. Okay. So, so yeah, once you start doing this work, you start to, to develop, you know, this kind of like um, right. acute awareness of, of every sound and every facial expression and every body language sign and so on. So, so the, second kind of, the second kind of orgasm, that's the one that women usually prefer. Well, yeah. And, and, <laughs> and understandable. The that, yeah, I mean, I mean, yes, but, yes, but, if I may, I mean, you're, you are, Nikki, you are quite, you know, experienced and, and very forward thinking, but I literally have women, they tell me that they are addicted to the explosive orgasms. Uh, also, you know, sometimes we call them clitoral orgasms, but, and they say it's like, it's like I masturbate, and I know that when I, when I have them, it's not good for me, but I'm still tempted to do this every day. And there's, there's this one woman who, you know, I can quote her because she gave me uh, permission to quote her. That's, that's Juliet Allen, who's a sexologist in, uh, in uh, Australia. And she, she was having a lot of these clitoral orgasms, you can say, addicted to them. And she, she following my, my guidance and following my support, she managed to um, avoid them for a few weeks and the whole orgasmic experience changed. And this is, the, this is the idea, if you want those deeper orgasms, connecting Nikki to your previous question, if you want those deeper orgasms, avoid the shallow orgasms because you need to build some energy and you need to learn how to hold energy, to connect and to contain energy and to move energy in your body. Because most people, you know, for example, men don't last long because they start to have so much energy in their genital area and generally in their body that they feel that they have to jerk off or to, you know, have sex and to disperse it. Right. And, and going back to the topic of, our, of, of, of the show today, if you learn how to hold sexual energy, you also learn how to hold more of the energy of money, more of the energy of creativity, more of the energy of leadership, more of the energy of, of spirituality and enlightenment and whatever kind of energy you are interested in. 
learning how to cultivate and contain sexual energy is, is one of the biggest keys. Interesting. It's, it's so much... I remember the first couple of people that I, I connected with that, that do energy work, and it seemed like mm. just, just so mystical, you know? Mm. But then I've, I've met so many other people that do energy work, and it's, it's interesting. Each, each one approaches it just a little bit differently, but it's just, yeah. it's just amazing the scope of, of all the different things I've learned from all the different people over God, about the last 10 to 15 years. It's just it's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, by the way, as a, as a, as a side note, um, one second, I'll just need to grab my cup of tea. So I'm <laughs> engaged in in amazing um, balancing of my laptop over my head. Hand. <laughs> no, over my head would be would be extra points. No um, dropping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, so just as a side note, whatever it is that you're doing, you're dealing with energy, if you know it or not. But that's, uh, yes. <laughs> maybe that's a topic for a different uh, conversation. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and people need to understand that this, this, the world of, of energy and sexual practices and all of the stuff is, is huge. Okay, there's, there's so many practices and there's so many things that you can do. Um, you know, and, and even today we can go... We can go, and I'm happy to go into more practical stuff, again, just to give the, the listeners more concrete um, value from, from this episode, if you, if you want. How can people learn to control the energy themselves? How, how can we give them some idea of how to have some control? You know what I'm trying to say? Yes, yes, totally. Um, Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's, there's many ways to answer this. Let me see. So, so I, w- I want to share with you the, m- the most important practice that, uh, that uh, honestly, anybody who asks me, I, I, it's always the same thing. It's always the same answer, okay? Okay. Um, so I'm sharing it with others. I want to share that with you as well. Okay. Um, and that is the practice of self-pleasuring or self-loving which okay. also connects to what you do and to your, your mission, Nikki. Okay. Um, because many people, um, specifically women, you know, come to me and they say, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm looking for the man who can, you know, make me orgasmic and, you know, heal me and pleasure me and take care of my needs and whatever. Uh, or sometimes they would see me as a, as a coach or as a healer, as somebody who can solve their problems. And what I would say is, Start with being your own healer. Start with being your own lover. Thank connect you. Connect to the inner That's lover. That's what I said. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, and this is why we connected, you know, because, you know, I, we, we both constantly speak about this and we, we found each other's work. And, 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 and this is why self-pleasuring, by the way, is a practice that helps you to expand and to deepen your self-love practice. Because just to say I love myself is one thing. But I, you know, I can say prescribe, I suggest this practice to everybody that I work with. You know, so, so the clients that I work, who are working with me, they have, for the first month or two months of, of working with me, they have to do this, or they're invited to do this every day. And then I would get clients coming back to me and they say, I have so much resistance when I'm self-pleasuring. I'm, I have so much resistance to give myself the time. There's a voice in my head that says I'm not worthy of giving myself the time or 
I'm not worthy of giving myself pleasure. I'm not worthy of giving myself love. I'm not worthy of, of having this deep orgasm. So, so this is why this is a self-loving practice, not just a self-pleasuring practice. Right. Uh, I notice I don't call it masturbation because masturbation is, is seen. It's like it has a very technical and a very um, shallow uh, level, you know, to, to the energy of this word. Um, and one of the things that you're doing in your self-pleasuring practice is also you're learning to still enjoy clitoral stimulation for, for women, okay? You can totally enjoy that. There's no problem with, with the clit. But learning how to move your energy, and this is relating to your, to, your ask, to your question, learning how to move your energy inside your vagina and also throughout your body and then afterwards into your creativity and whatever it is that you do. So one of the things that I would recommend is do not use a vibrator because a vibrator robs you of sensitivity. And a vibrator is only one kind of, of arousal. And yes, I'm sure there's, there's many settings to, to some vibrators, but it's still, um, it's still a slightly unnatural uh, or very unnatural uh, stimulation, which keeps you also addicted to something which is external from you. Okay? And it's also, most vibrators uh, work on the external you know, mainly on the clit and the area outside. So I would suggest to use, first of all, your fingers to feel your vagina inside and also to use a dildo or something shaped like a dildo. Um, a dildo, by the way, is, is, um, is something that, let's say, look like a penis. Okay? Right. Um, that you insert into your vagina. First of all, just to, just to bring awareness into your yoni. Okay, yoni, by the way, is the, is the Sanskrit word for vagina. It means a sacred space or sacred temple or sacred flower. Um, so, so by doing this practice, you start to bring awareness into your vagina. You start to, to um, create and, and be aware of sensations because many women tell me that they feel numb inside their, their vagina. And uh, one of my lovers said something amazing the other day, which is the moment that you start to de-armor a part of your vagina, the armor means that there's, there's armoring. So let's say women who had unconscious sex, drunken sex, their partner penetrated them before they were ready. Uh, even if it was a loving partner, even, even if they had passionate sex, but you know, the next day woke up with a sore vagina because, because they were not really connected to their, to their vagina. And what the vagina does then is, is develop a wall or an armor or knots, you know, on the physical level that you can actually feel with your fingers. Uh, and also this feeling of numbness and, and, and also a huge repression of emotions uh, that are all locked in, in the cells of your vagina. Right. And once you start touching there, first of all, the first thing that you would feel is numbness, but then you might actually feel pain. Okay, so I would, you know, do a sexual healing with a, with a, with a woman, and she said, I never have pain in my vagina. Why is it that she's touching me inside? I'm feeling pain. And this is because I'm bringing awareness to her vagina, and suddenly she starts feeling all of the stuff that she didn't feel before. Right. What if, what if a person was in a very unsatisfying relationship, and then they, they want to start becoming sexually active again or if they were in some sort of a traumatic sexually 
sexual situation, mm-hmm. and then they start to become sexually active again. Is it normal for them to feel this sort of sexual pain? Yes, yes, and that's okay. and again, there's two kinds of pain. You know, there's bad pain and good pain. Well, yeah, that's true too. Bad, bad pain when something something is happening which is negative, unconscious that you're not choosing. Um, you know, it's unnecessary pain. Right. Good pain, and and by the way, I don't I don't use even the word pain so much. Let's call it sensation, okay? Because the moment we call pain, we call it pain. Um, it's a, what's called a painted word, okay? Like in NLP, this is something that that creates a response inside you. So just think about it as, as a sensation. So there's very intense sensations, you know, that that might be a bit challenging. Um, it's a little bit like you know people who are. Um, Walking really hard, and suddenly they take a vac- they take a vacation, a very very long overdue vacation, and they right. and they get sick on their vacation. You know this this uh, this uh, um, thing that happens to busy people and people in careers. And the reason is that the body has suppressed uh, the illness, suppressed the emotion, suppressed all of that stuff. And the moment that the body feels that it can let go and express, uh, which is in in the vacation, all of the sickness comes out. Well, and so part of it. Part of it's also part of the healing process too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the healing process is is, the, is sometimes the process of getting sick. Okay, because I mean, I, I've, I've gone through some of that from from some healing that I had to do after after a sexual assault, and it's yeah. it's just part of what I had to go through to get myself back to a point where I could actually actually have have a sexual relationship with a partner again. Yeah. So you know, it's it's just part of what you have to go through to get yeah. yourself physically and emotionally back to a point where you, you can't actually be intimate with a person again. Yeah, and, and I mean, I appreciate you sharing that. And I would say that there's, even if a woman didn't have any kind of you know, sexual assault or abuse or anything like that, I would say that most women that I've met carry stuff inside the vagina, um, even from words spoken to them, even from beliefs around sexuality. Exactly. Okay. Anybody who you know, grows up with the idea that sex is a sin any of the Judeo-Christian uh, uh, religions, and not just, by the way, if you grow up in India, India is the birth of Tantra, but they've been brainwashed by, you know, the, the, the Portuguese and most recently by the Brits, by, 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 the, by the Puritanism of the Victorian era, okay? Right. And they have issues with the sexuality because what they believe about that. So self-pleasuring specifically with internal stimulation okay masturbate self-pleasuring like a woman not like a, not like a girl right it's something which is very very healing okay so it's very healing on many many levels it's not just about the pleasure you know some women told me it's like oh I did you know three of the sessions and I did not not have an orgasm and I would say it's not about the orgasm it's about you connecting to yourself you feeling what you have inside it's about you bringing healing to yourself and yes, you might go through weeks and weeks and weeks of just releasing pain points. Think about it like you're going to a massage, um, to a really good massage practitioner. Okay, and you're finding a point, point on your back. And Very true. You're not going to tell them, ah, no, don't, don't massage this point of my back, on my back because it's tense. You say, oh, yes, it's painful, but yeah, please, you know, help me release that point. So why is it that, that women have pain and they go to see a, a psychologist? You know, I'm not, I'm not against psychologists generally, but, but if you have a pain in your back, you're not going to see a psychologist. So if you have pain in your vagina, why are you seeing a psychologist? You need to, you need to do some, your own body work and also, and also go to sexual healers and sexual practitioners who know 
how to dissolve this this pain. Right. Uh, rem remembering that it's not just on the physical level. Okay, it's it's physical, energetic is huge. Obviously, emotional, psychological, and spiritual level. So Very so I would walk with the woman, you know, even through phone and Skype, and lead her to go into an, an orgasmic state, and suddenly she would cap her own orgasmic state. And she would bring it down by by some kind of diversion, because oh. her trauma and, and her beliefs about herself do not allow her to go deeper into basically into bliss and into love. Interesting. Well, I I, I like that you brought all that up because I, I think there's so much that we store in our bodies that we don't realize, you know, because there's there's so many of those things, and like I said, and, and assault is so obvious. But there's, there's so many of those other things. And, I mean, I, I was raised in a very, very uptight religious household. So, I mean, all, all of that hoopla, you know, in the mind and all that kind of thing is kind of obvious. But there, there's all the other physical and emotional ways that it was stored in the body, too, that, that yes. just, I mean, it, it's got to be gotten rid of, <laughs> you know, at some point. Yes. But I, I would say it's like I have, a, I have an article somewhere called, Is It Finally Time to Deal With Your Sexual Issues? <laughs> And, yeah. and I would say that most people are carrying sexual issues and they keep telling themselves stories of, ah, no, it's not important. Ah, no, it's just, again, what, what we mentioned earlier, it's just my sexuality. Oh, when, you know, I finish university, I'll deal with it. Oh, when the kids are uh, uh, older. Oh, no, with my current partner, I cannot. So they keep telling themselves stories why they cannot deal with their sexual issues. Right. So I would say that whatever it is that you're postponing, Whatever it is that you know is an issue, but you're not dealing with that, that's the issue that is ruling your life. Okay, you're yep. controlled by your addictions, and you're controlled by your shadows and your problems. And once you once you start dissolving them, you become free. And as you know, there's so much you know talk about productivity and business and making money and you know Tim Ferriss, which I, who I love very much, and and you know drinking coffee and smart drugs and and all of this stuff. And nobody's talking about sexuality. Right. Well, and if, and if you do try to talk about it, society wants to shut you down. You know, they just, exactly. Because, oh, you can't talk about that. <laughs> you know? Or if yeah. you do, oh, you're bad. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, because, because the level of the discussion is very juvenile. Yeah. Okay? Society is, is something between infantile and juvenile. And, you know, even in the West, we think that, not we, because I am, but the West, Western society thinks that it's all sexually liberated after the 60s and the pill and, you know, people having, you know, hookups and Tinder and whatever, but it's a very juvenile, it's a very, it's a very childish attitude towards sex, very childish experiences of sex. And yes. porn, by the way, is not a problem. Porn is a symptom of this, um, this awareness that we have around sex. Okay, so porn shows us, porn is a reflection of where society is at. It's not just something which is educating or miseducating society. You know, porn sells because it shows us what we want to see. Yes. And what most people want to see is penis going, going inside vagina. Pretty much. Okay, penis and vagina, and you know, the harder, stronger, faster, bigger expressions of that. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You know, and obviously everything is fake. Uh, women don't have natural bodies. They don't have natural, you know, hair. They don't have natural breasts. They don't have natural anything. 
you know, and, and everything is, is everything, and most of what you see on, on porn is fake, including amateur porn, okay, most amateur porn is actually like professional porn, which is done, you know, to, to look amateur, but... It's certainly not done in one take. <laughs> so. Yeah, for example, you know, so, and even if it's in one take, it's like I've, I hardly ever watch porn, you know, but sometimes I do. And by the way, the amateur porn, the real amateur porn is the more exciting, you know, because it shows real couples making love, but, but right. even then, it's about, um, I can't use this word, effing, okay, it sounds, it's, it's effing rather than making love. Right. And it, again, friction, penetration, pounding, intensity, um, surface level, physical, you know, everything that you can, that you can capture easily on camera and present it within a few minutes. So, so conscious sex and sacred sex can be orgasmic and can be ecstatic, but it would look, feel, sound totally different. Yeah. Very true. Well, actually, on the 2nd of July, I'm doing a special show. The, the first Sunday of each month, I have a three-hour show that I do on Fame Music Radio, broadcast out of South Africa. And this, this month, what I'm doing is I'm going to have three... Three former guests are coming on with me, and we are actually going to do a full three hours explaining the different sort of sexuality specialist. I'm going to have um, a body worker with me. I'm going to have a sexual therapist with me. I'm going to have someone with me that's going to completely explain what a surrogate actually does, bust all the myths. So I'm going to have I'm going to have I'm going to be on. So I'm going to explain what a, a sex expert and what a love coach really does, and we're going to we're going to delve into all the different specialties, and we're going to explain what they really mean. So it's going to nice. all the different sorts of, of specialties, and we're going to explain what the, the kind of options as far as what sex educators really offer, and what kind of education and training and all that kind of thing are really out there for people. So it's, it's going to be a wild show. I'm really looking forward to doing it. Because people just yeah. don't have a clue what kind of help is out there for people. So that's, that's what the full three hours is going to be about. So I'm looking for questions. So people can send me questions at um, readyforloveradio at gmail.com. And we'll be taking questions and answering them on air. So it's, it's going to be an interesting show. But like I said, there's a lot of questions. And people, people just don't know where to go. And I want people to know what kind of resources are out there for them. It should be interesting. But there's a whole lot of trained experts out there that can help. So I figure maybe maybe this will help people understand a little bit what, what kind of people are out there that actually have training that can help. We will see. But one of my shows in the future coming up on, on the, the Sunday morning deal, I'll have to have you come on there with me. I'll be happy to. We'll, we'll have to find something interesting to talk about. <laughs> can, I, can I just relate to what you just said? Because that's, that's just... Sure. Uh, one of my one of my you know deeper and long term missions is to bring sexual education and sexual practices not just to the masses, but to professionals. Yes. Okay. So bringing them bringing them to other sexuality practitioners because I find that many sexual sexuality practitioners are very limited in their in their um, in their approach. By the way, even even tantric body work and when somebody's just calling themselves a body worker, I have an issue with that. If mm-hmm. somebody's, just, somebody's a therapist, you know, a sex therapist, I mean, that's great. But then I would, again, ask what about, what about the other aspects. Um, if somebody's an energy worker, I would, again, ask what about the other aspects. Right. And looking at other adjacent um, 
um, field, you know, like coaching. You know, so if you right. do business coaching with a person and you're not addressing their sexuality, there's something missing from your coaching. If you're a dating coach, uh, relationship coach, uh, self-love coach, and you're not addressing sexuality, something is missing from your from your coaching. If right. you are health, wellness, nutrition, lifestyle um, expert or coach, and you're not addressing sexuality, something is missing from your practice. Okay, so so I would say that that with all of these fields and obviously education, personal development, anything to do with health, with empowerment, anybody who works with people, okay, um, has something to do with sexuality. Well, and so, so many people don't cover sexuality at all in the training and yes. in, in the help that they give people. I mean, they just they yes. avoid it completely. Yes. That was one. By the way, even sexologists don't really learn about sex. They learn about anatomy. <laughs> That's they true. Learn, you know, they learn some ideas about, you know, it's like I talk with sexologists and people who have done master's degrees and they say nobody teaches us the thing that you write in your book or the thing that yeah. you even talk about at, at, in podcast interviews. And I find it something between saddening and a little bit, you know, frustrating and enraging because again, society's issues with sexuality run so deep that even when even in stuff that is supposed to cover that, it's not really discussed. Okay, so one of, the, one of the biggest um, missions is to bring this this um, practices to whoever needs them, and this is why I invite um, professionals to come and to contact me and to receive some of these practices and integrate them into their practices, and also people like Uniki, uh, people who have audiences who can share this message, this message needs to reach more people. Yes. It's, I think it's about time, you know, 2017, uh, what is it, 60, 70 years after the so-called sexual revolution, which wasn't really a revolution, no. that, that we really, really uh, reach a new level of sexual revolution, a new level of sexual empowerment, a new level of sexual freedom. Well, that's like, I've, there's a um, coaching group that I'm on in Facebook, and, and so many of them, I mean, I, I recommended them. I said, you know, even, even with the, the coaching training they have, I tell them, I said, you know, I said, please, please look into the coaching training that I took because there's so many sexuality-based courses in what I took that I know none of them took. I said, you know, yeah. just to add on to what you all have as far as coaching training and dating and all that, look into it. It wouldn't be a bad thing to add to what you've got. <laughs> you know? Totally. Do you want okay. to about your website and definitely about your book. Definitely tell them about your book. Cool. So everything can be found at intimatepower.com. That's intimate like intimacy, not intimate. It's not the internet. Okay. So intimatepower.com. You'll find the book Orgasm Unleashed, which is a real book, which means it's not just a PDF. You can find it also on Amazon and everywhere where they sell books online. And that's a book for women and those who love them. Uh, there's also the ejaculation control program that I mentioned on the website. There's a lot of articles, interviews, videos, uh, including videos of me bringing uh, women to a very, very, very deep orgasmic state, uh, sometimes without touching their genitals, sometimes with hardly even touching them. Okay, so if, if you are interested in that, is that and and also it's like I help people do this people from around the world via phone and Skype without even touching them, which is 
quite amazing. Okay, so some of it is just you know coaching and you know counseling and so on, just just verbal talking. But some of it is actually supporting people to go into this. I'm obviously doing this you know face to face as well, but you don't have to be wherever I'm at in the world to receive that. And another thing is is this information about workshops that I run around the world. Uh, teaching people how to connect to their own sexual power and also how to empower other people in this. So yeah, if there's any questions or anything that came up from that, I'm very, very happy to uh, to uh, answer and support the people who need that. And um, uh, ah, yeah, two, uh, two other resources, if I may, Nikki? Sure, go ahead. Um, so there's, it's very important to be part of a community that, that does these practices and believes in this shared shared values so on Facebook, there's two uh, groups called Sexual Empowerment for Women and Sexual Empowerment for Men. So join these groups, and this is where, really where I support people and people support each other along uh, following these, these ideas and practices that I share. So, so yeah, Nikki, I want to say thank you to you for, for having me. And, 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 you know, some of the things I said, I've said it in other podcasts, but some of, some of the things really it's the first time that I've expressed them. So, so really thank you much, very much for your questions and for being you know not just an interviewer but somebody who's who's actually doing this and can can really relate to what I'm what I'm sharing so thank you for that awesome well I was I was going to make sure that you you shared the Facebook groups because um right well, and I've joined the the Facebook group for women so I don't I can't tell you anything about the one for men because I'm not in that one for obvious reasons mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but he he does and pretty much every day you're doing a Facebook live because I I keep getting notices about about him being live and, and there being mm-hmm. videos so definitely check into that folks y'all should y'all should check into that so you've got you've got a book for women and the people who love them and you've got a course for men and the people who love them so this is good yeah. this is good that's something for everybody and, and like there's there's much more in the pipeline yes there's, there's a lot uh, with the sexual empowerment movement and. <laughs> Yoni massage training videos and and bringing people to to whole body orgasms and and yeah a lot more than that even. We've also got always got to have something in the pipeline, right? <laughs> oh, there's there's uh, if I could just my 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 dream and by the way that's 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 the kind of support I need from people is you know people who do like anything that I'm not an expert in you know marketing logistics administration Facebook like I just want to create and have my work reach the people. Uh, that need it, you know. So, so, if somebody wants to support uh, this this mission, you're very welcome to contact as well. Yeah, always, always nice to have people to collaborate with, to say yes, the least. Totally. Awesome. Well, listeners, I hope you got good information, and I, I think we will we will definitely have to talk again in the future. We will we will find more to talk about. Trust me. I will be. I will be happy and and ecstatic to be on another interview. I loved it. Thank you. So thank you very much. <laughs> awesome. And listeners, to get more information, I'll have the links for all the information as far as uh, Facebook group, website, where you can get the book and, and all that good information. And just go to my website to www.readyforloveradio.com slash transform for more information. And listeners, I will see you next time on Ready for Love Radio.